0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Falling Out. Sorry for the long delay. I have to say thank you to multiple former interviewees who have reached out to me during my break period and have asked me whether or not I was getting sued. (laughs) I'm delighted to say that the answer is no. No legal actions have been occurring over here at Falling Out headquarters. I just needed a bit of a break. After the intensity of the last episode, and I should also clarify if people aren't listening to this in real time, I usually take a week between episodes to publish. There's been a gap of maybe five or six weeks after publishing the last episode, A Chorus of Sorrows, Me Bauer, Part 1. That whole experience was really, really intense, and the, the feedback I got was quite Amazing, heartbreaking and amazing from people around the world. just want to cover a few things and then we're going to get right into this show. First of all, speaking of listener feedback, we've now added the capability for listeners to drop us voice notes. You can do that by recording a voice note on your phone and emailing it to voicenotes at fallingoutpod.com. Please state whether or not you'd like to have your name used and or your voice changed totally respected if people want to post stuff anonymously and we can facilitate that and delighted to hear what people have to say i've received a lot in writing but it would be cool to hear about it in that format again email to voice notes at fallingoutpod.com just on the topic of listener feedback if you're not following us on instagram or twitter you should be both at fallingoutpod.com um it's a bit more information about stuff that's happening with this show there Also, if you haven't already, please like, follow, and leave a review on the podcasting platform of your choice. All of that really helps to get the word out about this show. I have to say, we gained some momentum in the last couple months, and uh, we peaked at number 87 on the U.S. charts for personal journals. I'll take that, but please, let's keep it going. Also, special thanks to my Patreon subscribers. I had a little bit of a uh, situation with uh, an evil spirit invading my computer recently. And thanks to my Patreon subscribers, I was able to at least partially fund a new laptop to keep this show going. So thank you all for that. It is very much appreciated. Okay, now let's talk about this episode, part two with Lee Meat Bauer. I'm going to assume you have already listened to part one. This episode was different, very different from the previous one. This one really focuses on Limi's experience after those first seven years, which we talked about in depth in part one. This one looks at what it's been like for her being a parent after growing up in that environment and trying to do the right thing for her kids now. And I'm really happy that we could have this conversation because it's not something that we've explored a lot of. But Leamy's the mother of a teenager as well as a few other kids, and she has some amazing perspectives on raising kids once you've left a cult of birth like the Moonies. It's really fascinating. Honestly, this one's a lot more hopeful than the last one, but there's still some gut punches in here. Don't get me wrong. I also have to say Leamy is a very inspirational woman to have on the show. I'm delighted that she got involved. Oh, one final thing you may notice that my voice has changed a bit and I'm lifting a bit. You know why? Because um, I got braces recently to fix the teeth that never really got fixed when I was a kid because I went to school in Korea for a year. Long story short. Um, So yeah, before there's any conspiracy theories about my voice changing and me turning into some lispy demon spawn uh, no it's still here elgin straight uh, just got a bunch of metal in my mouth and i'm going to sound different for the foreseeable future here we go part two with leamy bauer yeah. about, like, what happened I'm, just, I'm commenting the time here as well and there's actually a lot of threads i want to like mm-hmm. i want to touch on so okay I wanna yeah. can can we kind of like move on from there to sort of like yeah. what happened after those seven years, basically. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Absolutely. so let, let's start there.
1: And um yeah, so then uh there was this new mission that started up and and ha- being involved in missions was like the badge of courage and dedication. Mm, so my parents were yeah. really excited about. Being involved in anything new, a new project. And, um, and we moved down to, um, to Washington DC for the start of the Washington times. Okay.
0: Okay. So that World w- of when, magazine. when, yeah, what, what year was that?
1: Oh, math. I was seven
0: <laughs> and you were born in 84. So we've been <laughs> 85.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. And I finished up the school year. I lived in, in, in the New Yorker with my dad and then, and then I moved down with okay. my family so my family was living there and they got all set up and there was this nursery there and one thing that was interesting about that time for my family was that my mom worked as the senior accountant of world and i magazine so she handled the payroll she got to see oh just how much of a difference the members were being paid compared to people who are non-members how many people were you know how much people were making oh, at the times compared to world and i and um and we so- didn't make enough so she rented out a room in our three bedroom apartment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for people who were moving to the area to make it Yeah, neat.
0: yeah and she's so-
1: cutting everybody's checks and she was really proud that she like didn't embezzle <laughs>
0: which she's like yes. I could have but I didn't
1: I am too yeah exactly
0: <laughs> um but wait so you're saying so th- so for <laughs> for the so, okay. The world and I was this magazine that sort of mm-hmm. was part of the Washington times. It was like a monthly magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad ended up working there. Yeah. So he was there for the beginning of the times and we'll come to that in a second, mm-hmm. but he ended up working for the world and I for a long time. But so just, I just want to make sure I understand. So you're saying that there was a, a like in general, there was a, there was a disparity between what people the, the Washington times were paid versus the world and I.
1: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
0: what, and the times people yes. were, pay, were paid more.
1: You know, and yes, and this is also, I mean, I'm sure it depends a little on job. Yeah. Whatever. And this is still like a secondhand story from my childhood. Yeah. But that's definitely something that I remember hearing. And and mostly just that big difference between um, the people who worked in her office who were members or or non-members. Okay. Making significantly different Okay, so of money.
0: so what do you think the biggest differentiator was whether or not they worked for the Times or the, or the World Tonight, or whether or not they were members me, or, member. or member. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's like the only club where the members don't get any benefits. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So that's really interesting that she had a window into that. God, I would love to have like been a fly on that wall like all those years ago and just you know seen yeah. seen seen those records. Yeah um and
1: um and we, we were there for about 3 years at the the end of which i went to korea to gop
0: okay okay so i, I think let's come back to mm-hmm. gop in a second but i think so during those 3 mm-hmm. years that you were there that's when
1: mm-hmm.
0: when i must have met you because
1: yeah um, mm-hmm. my
0: dad mm-hmm my dad was actually one of the people that rented a room from your mother for a while. So yeah. I grew up in the D.C. I yeah. grew up in New York with the New Yorker. But then um, we moved to D.C. in 86-ish. Um, and mm-hmm. before my whole family came down, my, my dad was renting a room from your mom to, mm-hmm. I guess, well, he was like, he was working down there. So he would like stay there, you know, for most, for most of the week. And I, like, I don't even, I mean, it was a long time ago. I, I think we would see him on some weekends, maybe not other weekends, but he it was there mm-hmm. for kind of like an interim period of six months, a year or something like that before my whole family moved down to DC. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. But, and actually, sense. no, I have to say, I do remember mm-hmm. coming down to visit him and going to your house. Very, it's a very like old faint memory, but I do remember your house mm-hmm. and, and your mother. Um yeah. So that's when we would have we would have come across each other at that point in our lives. And I remember, um, I just remember I think like you were friends with my older sister, I think. Yeah. Um yeah. Like you guys would play and we're I,
1: still good friends.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. Sister. good. Good.
1: Good.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would yeah. um yeah.
1: Yeah. And then so our families, I mean, they were definitely considered friends. Yeah. And um Our parents were friends and uh yeah so right your sister is is just about the same age as i am so we were in sunday school classes together and she would come and visit me and
0: yeah
1: um yeah
0: yeah okay Um, i remember
1: that pretty clearly
0: all right yeah so i just remember kind of like i remember you and and i remember your family like from that era basically
1: yeah that was like i mean after we left, we, my sisters and I, always looked back at that time as like in this idyllic light, you know, like mm. that was the best. <laughs> yeah. Why did we ever leave? We were also like fifteen minutes away from our grandparents, and um, just right. I mean, we did rent out this one room, but that was our first family home, mm. and it was just us, and so yeah, uh, it, yeah, really felt like we were just a unit there and then the dc church being like a church building with mm. pews and like windows and you know i don't know it's just some windows <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> the only <other> place <laughs> had windows <laughs> i mean like stained glass windows yeah,
0: yeah they had stained glass windows <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and and it wasn't so crappy then like it yeah. just like like it just felt more legitimate and established and mm. like <laughs> Yeah. We're, we are going to church now you know yeah <laughs> like, uh yeah this feeling of, of of just yeah being at home I I know that um my mom and I struggled a lot uh in in our relationship because we just I just didn't really know each other all that well yeah and um and so you know to try and I think her trying to establish her authority and me trying to to my life <laughs> mm. eight-year-old <laughs> whatever <laughs> you know, but I I don't know you know um and so from that time in my life most of my memories are, are from my grandparents house and just okay. visiting them my grandparents okay. are divorced so yeah. my mom and my mom's parents are remarried so um I had that two grandparent kind of experience okay. and I didn't ever have any contact with my my dad's family much
0: at all so. wow okay
1: or knew knew them so yeah
0: okay um there yeah it's funny you, you mentioned that like the dc church so i remember that place yeah. quite fondly well like fondly is in like we would go go hang out there and like our parents mm-hmm. kind of to the point that we were making earlier like they would just let the kids run around and i remember finding mm. like the basement and the sub basement and like the sub sub basement of that of that place <laughs> as well with, with some friends like just you know parents are at church let's just go exploring um, and okay. I remember <laughs> there was this like, we, we we explored all the levels like like up and down um, so we got to like yeah. the, like all like as many levels of sub basement as you could get to. Um, but then there was also this, I don't know if you ever, if you ever went up, but if you went like above the, um, the main like sanctuary where the parents were in church, um, um, Mm -hmm. if you're in there and you looked up and you look up, um, I mean, it's a a big room with like, like really high, high ceilings. And then the ceiling, the ceilings have this kind of like grid. Um, so it's actually technically see-through. Um, and if you if you walk like up and you start going through some doors you're not supposed to, you can walk on these like beams between those grids. Like so you can you <laughs> of can. course you did. So, oh yeah, of course, yeah. God. So, we we walked up there like while service was happening, we could look down and see like the, the parents. <laughs> I don't. Pretty sure we weren't meant to oh be there. Oh my god!
1: I'm now listening to this as a parent and yeah. freaking out. My yeah. like,
0: yeah. oh my god! <laughs> no, it was definitely not. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we went on the roof and stuff too. There was one time to, you know, we could. I, I went to the bottom of. Do you remember? There was like this big spire at the top with the with the the, the, the church symbol yeah. at the top. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And I went to the bottom of that ladder, and like me and my friends were like daring, daring people to like climb up that ladder uh thank god no one went up that fucking ladder because that was it was definitely a dangerous thing to do so i'm, I'm glad, I'm glad no, no uh yeah but we were just we were just go it was just fucking chaos there um and, and I, I, I i i you know where i'm going with this um, yeah um, I to, so i want to i want to talk about yes, it yes i do specific <laughs> incident where our, our families uh you know collided <laughs> um so set do, the
1: scene kids do you, do you, are running you, rampant
0: so okay maybe do you know what year this was yeah. do you, no okay i don't so okay
1: but it had to be between like <laughs> what yeah 85 86 is okay okay yeah.
0: okay Around right. there so basically it was a big how old church. were you i think yeah. i was seven six seven eight something like that okay um yeah so basically it was, it was a big, big church holiday um i think it was god's day i'm not 100 sure so god's day is the first of january it's like the big the, mm. the main event it's kind of like christmas um for for moonies mm. um and so the dc church attracted like all everyone all, all the members not just from mm-hmm. the dc area but from like west virginia and, and other other kind of like more satellite areas everyone came in and um the parents were having this like service upstairs and they were just like tons and tons of kids just running around this building with with no supervision at, at all um, mm-hmm. and i guess the reason i bring this up like is i <clears throat> I just want to paint the picture of the amount of negligence that happens in this, in this organization. Um, Cause I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And actually one thing that my, my therapist says keeps coming up over and over again is that mm-hmm. negligence was actually the biggest form of abuse that I suffered as a kid. And I, I suspect that is probably similar for many other kids uh, that mm-hmm. grew up here. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And already like in my head, the DC church being like a more structured place with (laughs) Sunday school groups and more, you know, (laughs) you knew the people who were coming because it was usually the same crowd all the time. Yeah. You know, whereas in, in other spaces, there was so much turnover.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows who's going to show up, right? Yeah. But people just get a, get a, get a pass just to, just to be there with the kids. And it's assumed that, that if they're, you know, they have their single thread of an eyeball on them. They're going to look after them and do the right thing for them, but there's no vetting. There's no, yeah. Um, there's really no, no thought is is put into it other than like, okay, they're with us. All right. We can trust our kids with them. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So yeah, it was just this big, really chaotic. I just remember there were tons and tons of kids running around with no parents anywhere Um and I remember, yeah, I remember kids were kind of, they were dressed well, like they were wearing their like nice dresses. Mm-hmm. I remember the girls were like wearing their nice dresses and like their, you know, the boy, I think I was wearing a jacket, like a suit jacket or something like that, which I probably wouldn't have done on like a normal Sunday, but because it was God's day or Sunday, mm-hmm. day, I was like dressed up. Uh, and yeah, I was probably maybe seven years old-ish. Um, and there was like this big like game of tag I I don't even know it was like tag or hide or seek or something like that and it ended up being like boys versus girls um Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. again this is just what happens when no parents are around you just have these like lord of the flies like chaotic kid shit (laughs) bubbling to the surface right and then all of a sudden you get like (laughs) 50 boys and 50 girls just like chasing each other and playing hide hide and seek and then what happened was um the if I remember correctly the girls like kind of barricaded themselves in this room um and I was like with the boys on the other side of the room and sorry on the other side of the door to that room um and we were like pulling on the door to try and open it um and there was someone on the other side of that door (laughs) (laughs) yeah would you (laughs) Uh, would you like to tell us who was on the other side of that door
1: sure that was my sister and she had very pointy shoes on and she (laughs) swung her leg back as far as she could and kicked you right in the nuts (laughs) and then uh, and I'm like I mean I remember your sister right really well from childhood but the only memory that I have of you is you screaming in agony and panic you know as these kids try and find somebody anybody and like I actually asked my sister what she remembered of this she's like yeah and then we found my mom who came with ice for you and like gave you an ice pack and she's like <laughs> and, oh my god and later on when your son was born my mom was like thank god he can have kids <laughs> Of that story oh my god oh my god like, how serious was this injury the,
0: um i don't think it's had any long-lasting repercussions yes i was able to father at least one child i'm, I'm just um, kidding
1: but oh I have gosh. to say,
0: like, like, honestly, your sister's, your sister's leg, like, that leg movement, like, it was like, it was like a pendulum, go, it, it, it's like a slow motion pendulum, yeah. I can still see it in my mind, like, just, just, oh just God. like, swinging oh back,
1: my God, it's horrible. and then like, she's like i saw just, it in a movie and then he never did it again That's and it just it
0: went through the full horrible. arc It like like God. it went through the full arc and then boo with this like i remember <laughs> i remember how fucking pointy her shirt her, sh- her shoes were yeah. they were they yeah. were like uh, yeah. yeah man they were uh, like yeah they were like <laughs> yeah they were fucking pointy and that shit fucking hurt <laughs> and, um
1: so sorry that I, happened
0: to help <laughs> It's okay, but I just want to say, I don't. And so
1: I'm like, my memory, it's like Elgin. Oh yeah, he's that kid <laughs> who got hurt that
0: time. <laughs> um, there, but oh, again, God. the reason I bring up is like, I don't hold against your sister. Like whatever, kids kids do, do stupid kid shit, whatever. I don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. I survived. My, my balls are intact. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, although they hurt tremendously that day um but um i i just like shit like that doesn't happen in a normal childcare situation it doesn't you know it it, it only happens in a place where the parents just fucking disappear and don't and are like oh, like whatever just let their kids get on with it that, that's where things like that that's where injuries like yeah, that happen yeah. you know um, well they
1: were pressured to sit in long services and shamed yeah. if they left to check yeah. in on their kids yeah and, like you know and the the straighter you sat and the more you know focused you looked the the more you were respected the holier
0: you were yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah Um, yeah so anyway I just wanted to get that I (laughs) was I I never thought I would ever like you know uh, talk about that story on a podcast but whatever it just happened Uh, you know (laughs) um i would i would like to hope that your sister feels some form of embarrassment if and when she she listens to this (laughs) um but again no hard feelings oh Oh man jesus christ um but yeah i mean whatever you know it could have been worse. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't fall down a fucking elevator shaft. I didn't. You know, like I don't yeah. know. Yeah, guys. You know, I survived. Exactly. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I didn't fall out of that window at the New York. Yeah. yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Another day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man! All right, hold on. Okay, let's switch gears here for a second. And yeah. um, can you can you talk a little bit about your experience in Korea? Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I mean, I was it, it. I was excited, and that was like the first. I, I think too because I was so close to the people that I was in Jacob House with and and the New Yorker with, and and so um, I knew that the the ones that I was all oh, we were always grouped with people who were born in the same year, and like mm,
0: yeah, that's quite common. So yeah.
1: this is like your friends, and then you had, I mean later they added, and this was something that for me started when we got to Korea, where you added the the titles for people with Opa for older brother or yeah. Kyung if you're male and, yeah. and um, on and Nuna for the females. Um and but but really that like (laughs) hierarchy of birth order and and how you get to go so all of my friends were going or you know and and then Mm -hmm. they told us there was this baby boom and we weren't all going to go so they were going to have a lottery and um and I got picked in the lottery to go and so um I was excited about it um and uh and I went by myself from, you know, got on a flight from DC yeah. to Anchorage, had a layover
0: in wow. Anchorage, Alaska. Wait, how old were you? What year was And then went
1: time? to Seoul. I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I flew unaccompanied minor and had like a person walking uh, me through. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, re- <laughs>
1: I was just like, I'm in wow. Alaska. Okay. You know?
0: okay. So I remember doing that <laughs> when, then, I went, I, when I went Seoul. to Korea. There were like, yeah, there were maybe like 10 other kids from the DC area, like between five and 10 other kids from the DC area. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of them had actually been to Korea the previous year. Um, so she was coming mm-hmm. back for her second year. Um, and so she was mm-hmm. kind of like she she had been she'd seen it before she'd been there before so she could kind of like became a quasi chaperone but she was only I mean I was like 13 and she was 14 you know it's like so okay. not like oh, not like I'm not like, like sorry not uh, a real
1: uh, chaperone uh, right?
0: yeah exactly exactly I remember she also <laughs> God I remember she also she she ordered a Bloody Mary on the airplane I'll never forget <laughs> I did even, they
1: serve it to her they did no.
0: I, I didn't even know what a bloody mary <laughs> was but, but yeah i guess in the in the 90s if you were uh if you were a white kid on korean air
1: international uh, air international air and they're no like they're there are like. no
0: laws here I mean, kid wants it um so yeah for some reason i have that that's like really burned in my memory is that uh but damn you went there on your own uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and I lived in the dorm with um and and I always had um and it was like a it was an apartment block where we lived and the school was almost an hour away um and uh and I always lived with I had Japanese roommates and they they yeah. mixed us up and yeah. to encourage us to speak in Korean and some of us I knew some of the the kids from the western group you know yeah. um the English speaking group who were also mixed in in the dorms and then they'd have a floor of boys and a floor of girls. And we we studied Korean and looking at my report card, it's like Korean writing, Korean reading, Korean (laughs) (laughs) history. And then there's like, one English, one math.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. that's um, <laughs> that's what it was like. Yeah, that's that's the thing. The whole thing, it's just it's teaching you Korean language and culture and church bullshit, basically. Yeah. But oh my that's, god, that's I read the is.
1: entire Holy Text, the Divine yeah. Principle, read the whole Bible, um, and came back completely, <laughs> <laughs> completely trained. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I, I remember it being like, like there were a lot of fun times. Um, yeah. I remember a lot of loneliness, not being mm. able to talk to my roommates. Um, I had these dorm parents and they were, they were a pretty young couple and they were in love with each other and kind <laughs> of like handsy. <laughs> and it was like the first time that I'd actually seen a couple, like a first year couple, like any couple. That,
0: that like liked each other. Like so, each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so um, it freaked me out <laughs> I'm like, I was like what is <laughs> happening here and um yes I remember that uh and um and then halfway through the year I was told that that my Korean wasn't good enough and I wasn't gonna go back and I was devastated by this because mm. it was supposed to be like an introductory year and then I do middle school and then I do high yeah. school and I yeah. live there and stay there this is like this path and they're yeah. like no, but you can't, you know, you don't cut it. Mm. So you got to go home. And, but so then the rest of the year, I just kind of goofed off because. <laughs> <laughs> that ship had sailed <laughs> and it was like me and another girl competing for the bottom spot because <laughs> they ranked us competitively. Oh, and yeah, I remember that. I remember like,
0: that. They're well into the ranks, they, they love it yeah, yeah, 10 of
1: us could stay, and it was like a fight to the death for that yeah. ninth and tenth spot. Yeah, um, for the other people, which was not pretty to watch either, mm. but um, uh, yeah, um. And in the meantime, my family moved back to New York. So while I was in Korea, my family moved to New York and got settled in, um, on Long Island where, uh, where we lived pretty much the whole rest of the time we were in New York. Um, but I got there a year late and then I didn't pass (laughs) exams (laughs) when I got back. So I got there and there was, um, and the school said, you know, you can go to the next year to the eighth grade, you can go if you pass these exams, and I didn't pass any of them, so I had to repeat the
0: seventh go grade, back then. But, yeah.
1: yeah, and then that meant I wasn't grouped in Sunday school anymore with my, my friends, <laughs> and so it was like this big, like, I oh. don't know, it was like a huge culture shock for me, because I wasn't in the same school year anymore, so when I would go to Sunday school, I wasn't with them what and so they
0: even them, in the Sunday school they did some based, of them. On, based on your grade in school so because your grade yeah. in school had shifted down you missed yeah. saying what that's crazy why not just I know. keep I know. you there it with the crazy. kids who are the same age as you
1: and and by the yeah. way the reason you, so, the reason you uh, had to redo
0: the grade is because yeah. the fucking church put you in that position anyway mm, <laughs> there you go <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> fucking yeah. dicks we fucking think so
1: you know Fuck you, dude. The Sorry, man. I'm sorry,
0: that's perfect. so fucking
1: No, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck
0: these motherfuckers. Are you kidding me? Jesus. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it, for another layer of that, the reason why my family moved back to New York was because um Moon was touring. <laughs> he was touring the Washington Times, walked by my mom's office, looked at her and goes, Where's your husband? She's like, he's in New York. And he's like, uh-huh. And that's it. And then we moved our whole family. Wow. And she was like, I got to go. Yeah. I got to go back to him. <laughs> Even though we don't live together. <laughs> Even Jesus. though I'm taking him to court to try and get child support. <laughs> <laughs> Messiah said.
0: <laughs> Masai- <something. laughs> so did she go back to live like with him or just to live like near him? Yeah,
1: she did. But I okay. missed that part because by the okay. time I got there, he'd already moved back out. Okay. <sighs> Yeah! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! And then we were in Catholic school. (laughs) I was like,
0: (laughs) "Is that is that worse or better?"
1: Conditioned Mooney in in a religious environment, so it just gets highlighted. I felt uh, it was just highlighted. You know that you're not one of us, and more opportunities to talk about how you're different. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Wow um just looking at the time I want to I want to kind of like shift Mm -hmm. forward a bit because I want to I want to kind of talk about your well I'd like to I want to get to kind of like you leaving the movement but I feel like there are a few Mm -hmm. of the movement um the cult um there's I feel like there's a few steps between where we are now and 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 that part Mm -hmm. I want to get to that and I also want to there's other yeah. stuff I want to, I want to touch on. Like, I want to touch on just like being a parent and like what that's, what that's like. Cause it's, it's not something mm. that we've talked, that we talked a lot about on this show and you have some, some e- unique experiences there. So I want to get to that. So
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe we could fast forward to, well, like y- you pick a time, but like when, what, what kind of like precipitated you leaving? um And if there are any like important mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, milestones mm-hmm. or markers for context along the way.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, um, right so that that childhood and then korea very conditioned and um i go to the blessing
0: yeah
1: uh which is the marriage ceremony the range marriage and at that time i didn't know that you know they were doing picture matching and i didn't know that two years later you would have parents matching yeah and that you could negotiate that for yourself yeah i didn't know when i went that there was only like a matching or blessing every three to five years so I was like okay I'm gonna have to give this a shot because I don't know when the next one was not realizing it was going to be every single year after that yeah
0: I feel like after yeah at one point they just really like accelerated and just yeah boom 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 yeah so for
1: me this I mean and actually sorry I just want to yeah. I just I'm want gonna, to pause mm-hmm. there. I
0: just the penny yeah. just, just dropped. Like, you know why they fucking accelerated is because they created this baby boom. Uh, and then all, all of a sudden, all those those kids wanted to fuck. Um, and they were like, okay, we can charge them to get married to the people yeah. that we want to get married, then to get married to. And then they have, you know, they have they have the numbers and they're like, Yeah, okay, let's do it. Like, like they just they they like they like self accepted yeah. their own cash cow 18 years later. Um, for all these all yeah. these kids with with you know completely legitimate hormonal needs, um, that they could charge them two grand a pop yeah. for, um, and, and sorry, I, that just, this shit just they
1: sabotage them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, and just then they sabotage
1: themselves yeah. because they were like, "You all have to go to great universities and be VIPs for us." So we started you know we finished high school we like went to university we got critical thinking and so yeah. all this oh, is happening at the same time change. yeah and then things change
0: right <laughs> you know yeah. yeah so it's
1: like I, and I could you could see it you could see it like somebody going to call, leaving their home beginning writing essays where they have to state what they think and yeah. how they you know and put evidence together yeah and then just like stepping in <laughs> yeah And for me, it wasn't, it wasn't any different, but it was so conditioned in me that if I don't do this blessing, if I don't, you know, that I will spend eternity in hell. And there was like the nineties. So you've got HIV killing people like crazy. Mm. And then you've got in the church the message was always like sex and death sex and death (laughs) it's like okay
0: (laughs) yeah it's a very it's a very healthy uh it's a very healthy way to to do it (laughs) it's horrible and so
1: So. you know and then like they um you've spoken about their their run with the purity movement in other episodes. So I won't go into that at all, but it really affected me the way that people were talked about and and the way that was handled. So I was like, already not interested. My parents were divorced at that point. Mm. Um, I didn't go to SCF so that I could keep a scholarship and go to college. Mm. Um, because I had worked hard for that, earned my spot, earned my scholarship. And, um, and I, I couldn't, couldn't make it work I couldn't make it work with dating like it wasn't for lack of trying it's like mm. <laughs> just just super attracted the person who like was not interested in me and it was mm. always like door closed door closed so um it, which was another consequence of that uh, yeah. upbringing and everything I think um and so I was like so yeah uh, terrified and lonely and I was like okay I'm gonna give this a shot and I had mm. one foot out the door with the blessing um and uh, yeah, so I go, I go to that. I come back, that was over Thanksgiving weekend. And um, when I come back, my closest friends at college, my roommates presented me with stacked like printed files that they had found on the internet, all the things the church was doing. And <laughs> it was just like, we can't believe you actually did that. And I was like, I told you I was gonna. <laughs> married a stranger whatever well come on dude you're married now
0: fucking cool
1: and yeah (laughs) so at at college i became this like the rumor it was a small liberal arts college and um and i became known as like the cult girl or the married chick and like and like i i started to learn more about what was going on not to let my roommates know you know Mm just despite them <laughs> like I didn't want them to know that I was like taking this in but I got very very depressed and um and over that time like really trying to figure out like so much pressure trying to figure out this relationship with this person yeah. who I didn't know and yeah. I just to touch on that I yeah. knew just about everybody and I was really shocked to be matched with somebody that I didn't know mm. who was from Europe yeah. which is that's why I live in Austria because he's Austrian, still okay. together. Okay. But anyway, like um we so I I mean this kind of awkwardly goes on for a couple of years where I'm trying to make it work with him, but I also don't want anything to do with this church. And mm. eventually he's just like, look, if you're not in this, we don't have anything. We don't, you know. Mm. And that was extremely painful. And um, and we didn't speak for about a year, and then I graduated from college and I went back home and my family was like, you know, you, you graduated from college, but your blessing broke. So <laughs> you have to fix that, you know? wow. And it was like, it didn't matter what, what I was doing. And, and, it, and if I could go back in time, I would have like said to myself, you know, you can leave this house and like get your own place. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But home was so important to me. I was just obsessed with like being at home, being with my family, connecting with them. Yeah. And and they were like and especially my mother disappointed in me that yeah. I couldn't make this work. And yeah. so um and then uh I couldn't find a job and the church was looking for somebody and so I started to work for the church and then I got kind of sucked back in because mm-hmm. the people were nice and I had work and um and then i um yeah i i found out where my husband was and he was on a fundraising team <laughs> traveling around Europe and he was going to be at a workshop and i was like all right and, and maybe i, I should go plane. see
0: my husband <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: you know, after being asked every day where's your husband <laughs> i was like
0: uh, found him <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
1: you know everyone is pleased <laughs> yeah except that yeah I don't know so uh so so I went to this workshop and I met up with him again and we started talking and um and I it, it, you know for him he was also just like she's the one and so mm. um it was it then it things kind of became easier because I wasn't out of the church anymore Okay. I was working for it okay. and um, I worked, uh, I worked in, that, in that office for about a year and I moved to Europe where he was because he was not coming to the US. I moved to Europe and he was in charge of the second generation department mm. and running their workshops and different programs and it was really exciting to be part of that. Um, and so I felt really valued. I felt really like I could contribute and I didn't, I I mean, he was the one running everything and he kind of wanted to protect me from a lot of that stuff. And I was like, I'm from New York. You don't have to protect me. I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but, but it was good for me because then I, I, I was working, I was teaching business English and, and, um, and then we had kids and oh my gosh the pressure to have kids
0: oh my god (laughs) it's like jesus yeah i know i know what that's like i know what that's like Um, i know what that's like i do i do have to say my ex and i pushed back against it quite hard even though we got it a lot especially from her mom um Mm. but we got it we got it we got a lot but for me, anyway, it was really good to just consciously push back against it and be like, yeah. nope, not going to do, yeah. do it, not going to 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 do it. Because mm-hmm. then when we did it, we knew we we, we knew we were doing it for us, basically, uh, mm-hmm. as to for, for anyone else. So for me, mm-hmm. I, I, for me, it was important for me in my life to, to push back against, against that, because then when we actually did it, we knew it was, it was the right choice um yeah but i know that pressure is is real and the, i don't know i don't know yeah. if you experienced this but like it was like with, within like three days of having of having one they're like when's the next one coming <laughs> like yeah we're like what go the ahead fuck? ask me so like, ask yeah. me how yeah. far
1: apart my two first kids are go ahead
0: uh, <laughs> yeah yeah okay. 17
1: fucking months 17 okay. yeah. months i was like hey <laughs> Another one, and and all kinds of issues with the pregnancy, all kinds of issues. You know, it it is physically a bad idea to have children that close together, and and people, I don't know if they knew that or not, but there was just like pressure to do that. They don't give a shit. All um, they care
0: about, all they care about uh, is like is like show us the babies. Have them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we had our third generation babies, and um,
0: they glow. Do they? Doesn't doesn't.
1: They do to me because I'm their mom, <laughs> but they're fully human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And I, and so like, you know, we're in this community and, and, and it's really like surrounded by a lot of people. And it was being in Europe was a totally different experience yeah. than the, than in the, in New York, or yeah. in, in the U S there's no church money in Europe. <laughs> Mm. people are you know they're they're there they're volunteering they work you know other jobs and like and so oh, okay so you don't changes have changes this... the dynamic entirely Interesting.
0: Yeah. so you don't have this paradigm of like people just working for the church all the time and like that's their whole life and like
1: yeah i mean at the headquarters they were okay but um but like but the, the average the the... leaders all the local leaders like okay maybe there's a couple who are full-time employed okay but
0: no. but but like the average church member doesn't work for the church
1: yeah Mm-mm. that's actually it interesting for a church company but
0: it, yeah otherwise. actually if, if yeah. i think of it over here i think that's quite like it's, I mean to my parents and like pretty much every church family in the washington dc area where i grew up all the parents worked for the a church or a church business and worked yeah. for the church or for the church business so almost without yeah without exception um
1: my husband's dad was a policeman you know yeah
0: there <laughs> like, we go boom okay. worked for the town <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: like that's a
0: pretty pretty normal job man an upbringing. Like, yeah. yeah
1: yeah
0: oh okay so he had like yeah. a normal job like paid like
1: you yeah. know
0: market rate uh like, yeah you know got the government benefits, retirement got the, yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh that okay I did, I mean I know there's I mean they did
1: of... do a lot of mission and they did have seven kids you know but yeah. um But uh, well, yeah that's, that's yeah, No it's a like, really like, different upbringing and far yeah. more stable. So me coming into that environment was really healthy and I couldn't yeah. uh and so it was working for me you know mm. the the church community was working for me and when it stopped kind of working for me was um when my husband lost his job and he was fired mm. just like on a dime. And mm. um, how long and ago was that? After, mm, okay. That was 2005.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Um, so it was a while back. And yeah. we moved back to the States. And then when I got there, it was like, well, we don't know who you are anymore. You've been over there. So I was doing stuff locally, but just with my kids. And so it was just kind of a slow slow exit in that sense okay. and then when I then after a couple of years my like I said my my second child has had health problems and um and we wanted to set up ourselves like long term so mm. that's when we moved to Austria just when my okay. son was starting school okay. And the, the oldest child was starting school and um and we yeah um and and we've been in austria ever since and being in austria there's a couple of things that are really fascinating to me one is that the church is considered a cult it is not legal and there oh. are i mean there are certain categories where they're like these are religions the rest of y'all are not <laughs> and after and this, about this falls in years the not category that, yeah and they also ask you to put your religion on a lot of forms so yeah. you put your name your birthday, your religion and I always had to write you know no knowledge
0: <laughs> like, mm.
1: which in German the abbreviation for that is OB and I was like that's a tampon it's like come on and so I was just writing this on forms all the time and I was like no knowledge but I have so much knowledge and
0: <laughs> let, <laughs> let me tell you like- about the knowledge. <laughs>
1: exactly and they're like actually your knowledge is off and so you know i'm in this country where it's just a catholic country you have to tell them mm. you're not catholic or they'll take the tithe writing your taxes the church tax i've
0: heard about this recently i've heard about uh, yeah. uh not austria but in germany i've heard about the church tax yeah um, yeah.
1: yeah very convenient you get lots of catholic holidays yeah. from from school and um, and the way that people approach religion is is like I mean, you got like a population, I think I saw statistic last week that was like 89% of the population believe in God. And so Whoa. And some kind of God, and so you've got a lot of religious people, but um, but alcohol, very much part of the culture, yeah, very much part of the economy, you yeah. know. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. In fact, if you go to church. They have their own pub. If you go to Catholic Church, Catholic Church has its own pub and you can have beers before after the service. And that's <laughs> the thing. Just life, life on and this so, side of the
0: Atlantic yeah. is just so much more civilized. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Like, so <laughs> like well, yeah
1: that's because you have the history like all around you it hasn't been erased so you can mm. if i go into town i pick up my kid i'm looking at the medieval city wall i'm yeah. looking at the roman ruins i'm yeah. like okay these are the other you know? yeah uh, i mean austria has its dark side as well of course and so oh, yeah. it's like
0: yeah i mean it's austria like, has like the world's worst cult <laughs> But you, you know, like, they have a history. They they have a history of fucked yeah. up cult leaders, right? Um,
1: they do, and they take the kids on school trips, and they're like, "Not again." Yeah,
0: no. and do you, is is that why they have these? Is, is that why they have rules like this, where they're like, "If you're a cult, fuck you, know, fuck you, yeah. you're you're outlawed."
1: Yeah, yeah. And so after about ten years, the church got enough signatures or to petition to be like a. Um, or the family federation is a religious club. So you can be able to, in <laughs> That's place. a way
0: to get around it. It's a fucking loophole. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Yeah. Exactly.
1: So <laughs> I mean there's that and then also like people, you know, the people who are my age and younger like if they if they get married it's after their second baby. So
0: it's like wow. We had
1: one together. Things look good. Yeah. <laughs> We have a second one. Maybe we should get married, you know? So it's like this whole totally different, like I'm not in the small towns, and the villages, and the mountains or whatever, but in the big cities, it is a lot like that. And and, yeah. and it's really like, so some of the, and, and these are people who consider themselves religious, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, um, I'm trying to fit into this place and it's really hard. I don't understand this culture at all. And I kind of lost myself trying to be (laughs) what I thought would fit in because I was raised in this like love bombing culture where you try to mirror or mimic whoever it is you're talking to and that was still very much in me and I was like oh we're similar because you know whatever and um and I couldn't make that work here at all because I didn't understand the culture and so um for me that became a very a very dark time and then Mm -hmm. Just trying to come out of that, stay, <laughs> stay alive, um, and working through that, and then seeing all these things like, right, um, you know, alcohol is fine, sex before marriage, not a big deal, um, uh, sex work is legal, uh, lots of nudity in, in like say, the hot I, springs and, I went and to- stuff.
0: Yeah. I went to I went to Germany like two years ago for, for work. I've been to Germany a lot for work, but but two years ago in particular, I went to uh I went to Berlin and uh mm-hmm. I was just walking out of my hotel to um to like find a find a restaurant to go to to go to get some dinner. And I walk I'm I'm just walking down, I'm just like uh, you know, some stupid American walking down the street and I see I'm like there's this <laughs> this woman who like is like definitely dressed like a hooker, just like on the side of the road. Um uh And this, and she's just like propositioning these cars that are like, that are, that are, that are driving by. And I'm like, I think, I think I know what's happening here. Like, (laughs) um, but like, all right, cool. I just like, it's like, file that away. (laughs) And then I keep, I keep walking down the road and I'm like, oh shit. I'm in that like part of Berlin. You're <laughs> the, in that part of town. There's, there's like, there's like, <laughs> like, like, like ten feet yeah. away. There's another one, and another one, and another one, and another.
1: There's like, <laughs> there's like,
0: like on either side of the road for like four blocks. Is just like hooker after hooker after hooker after hooker <laughs> and uh yeah apparently it's entirely legal in I guess in Germany and in, and in Austria that's very they're very similar right? uh, so, yeah. so, uh, and in, anyway.
1: my, in my town which has like 50,000 people in it yeah. you got billboards it's like home improvement store you know next billboard is like whorehouse is renovated (laughs) like okay (laughs) I was like this is culture shock for me but okay okay (laughs) oh my god yeah and okay but the big turning point for me was absolutely my children it was
0: really okay okay
1: because we were we were still going to church and it was very low-key you know and um and especially after our third child was born there's a big age gap there and then uh and then it was just too just too much stress to drive half an hour and then hang out with my own kids in the kitchen at the church I was like <laughs> um I'd rather hang out in my own kitchen thanks <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, but uh but yeah, no. So, so the kids were involved in Sunday school and then they started to go to harp, which is the high school. uh, Yeah. The high high school and stuff. And and
0: yeah, you see, it's so
1: affordable and we had friends there and we knew the people who are on staff and it's like, yeah. And so I wasn't sure about it, but, um, but my husband had such a good time growing up in harp and he's like, this is going to be really good for them. And I said, okay, but we're going to do scouts at the same time, just to like, <laughs> let them know that you can have campfires <laughs> yeah. and songs in it, other places. Yeah, that is well. not
0: religious. Yeah.
1: And scouts is not separated between boys and girls in Austria either. They're oh, all together. Yeah. So that was okay. interesting. Oh, too. that's cool. Um, yeah. And so, um, so I noticed like after the first workshop, I'm talking to kids, the winter workshop when it was like proper high school workshops, like not the kids camps and stuff, but you know, yeah. so they were in middle school. And my, and I could tell my son was starting to, he was starting to internalize the shame and,
0: oh, um, for my daughter, how, how could you him, tell what you, went how, over her head? Well, how could you tell? I'm really interested. Yeah. What, like, how could you tell uh, that he was internalizing the shame?
1: We had a conversation in a car, I'm driving down the road and he's like, mom, I have to tell you something. I don't think I can marry somebody from another country. Like, how can you marry someone? You don't even speak the same language. Hmm and i was like and it was and it was like there were already scripts in my head that were coming forward like oh xenophobic you know or whatever and i was like stop <laughs> since you're a kid yeah um it's really fucking hard to be married and, to somebody from another country who speaks another language yeah really and actually they, what
0: he's saying is not is actually when you first when you, know. you first said, when you <laughs> Like if you just think about that for a second, what he's saying is that it's, it's not xenophobic. He, he's basically saying like, like I want to, I, I want to, if I get, if I marry someone, I want to be someone who I can communicate with. That's what he's, I that's know. what he's saying, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I didn't answer him and I just let it, he let him have space to share. Mm. And it was such a beautiful moment for us because it was like, I'm giving you space to share what's on your mind. And then after a little while, I was like, who knows if you even get married? Mm-hmm. Who knows? We don't expect you to marry someone from another wow. country. So whatever that expectation is, it's not coming from us. And, um, and then a little while after that, uh, he started to talk about the the second generation and the the change of blood lineage. And I this like came up at dinner. And he starts talking about this, you know, we're different and we have this change of blood lineage or whatever. And I stood up at the table and I was like, that is not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> I look at my husband and like, they're not going anymore. I'm done. And it was hard because at that point, my son was really into it already. Yeah. And he was like participating. These are his friends. Like, And there was a, a tour, um, Pak Jahan his wife, she came on a speaking tour and, um, and my parents-in-law were going, they're still members. Okay. And they asked if our, if we were going to go, if we, they could take our kids and I didn't want them to go. <laughs> and my husband's just like, he's like, you know what? Just let him go. <laughs> let him go. Let him experience that. <laughs> and so they did. And my daughter's like, that was, that was like, People introducing people, introducing people, introducing people. (laughs) Like, where did it even start? I was like, yes. "Yes." (laughs) She got it.
0: I forgot (laughs) about that. So many introductions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. It's insane. And And then my son, he, like, stuck around, and he stayed the next morning where they read together, this honoke or whatever.
0: Okay, I just want to add one thing here. Limi, after this interview, re-recorded a description of what happened at that moment as well as some other context around that that I think is really important. So, I'm just going to flip the audio here to about a 6-minute segment which is her explaining exactly what happened here and all the context around that. Here it goes.
1: So, my son is 15 years old and he's listening to this and he's like, "Oh my god, she's saying she got married at 15." I'm 15 and he's thinking about himself getting married at 15. He's thinking about the friends that he knows, the girls that he knows getting married. And he's just like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And okay. So just to backtrack, I'm, I'm in Austria. I'm not moving, you know, I'm not moving all over the place all the time. I'm in this one town It's not near a big church community. It's near my husband's parents, but nobody else. So I'm working. I'm making friends. I'm fostering very slowly these relationships. Uh, As I mentioned before, I kind of went crazy trying to figure out the culture. So I'm starting to listen to my own voice and express who I am in this place, in this new place, as I navigate this new language. And, and as time passes, big things happen. My godmother passes away. This is a church room. We don't have godparents in the church. But this was the church family that I was most often either sent to or went to um, for uh, j- just my second family. And she was really important to me, the mom. And she passed away. And so her voice, her influence, her, that just wasn't in my life anymore. This was the woman who helped me fill out my matching application. Like a really important person to me. Um, but also instrumental in some of these big things that I did in the church. And that stability that that I've created for my kids... Um, you know, and then we have our third child. This is like a surprise pregnancy, by the way. And it was just like, came out of nowhere. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay. But the, what it gave me personally was stillness. It was like, okay, now I'm in baby mode again and I got to stay just still for this. And, um, and while I'm raising him, I'm not, I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not connecting with people because I have an infant and, um, I'm not connecting with people who are long distances away, you know, I'm just connecting with the people who are near me, my friends who are close by also who have babies, you know, or don't, you know, but not driving long distances to connect with other church members, just being with my friends locally Um and, and, uh, right. And my mom passes away and, um, and I go back to grad school, and I realize you know through that experience two things first of all, I was taught- like I was talking about critical thinking before in graduate school, I really learned how to sniff out bullshit research, break down a study, and identify it as like really good research, right so There was that aspect, but then there was this other aspect, which was, I didn't even realize it, you know, but when I graduated from college, from my bachelor's and moved to Europe, like a part of me just went to sleep and in going back, it woke up and I was like, this is not going back to sleep anymore. This really curious side of me that just Wants to research everything, <laughs> so um, that was wake. And I think I was just waiting, you know. So then, also unconsciously waiting for the other shoe to drop, for Emmanuel, my husband, for I have to be like, well, if we don't have the church, then we don't have anything, right? And, um, and I learned a couple of things at this point, and. One was just listening to him and watching him be just as frustrated and just be like, okay, you know what? The, everything is changing now. It's going up script. The leaders are off the rails, you know, just <laughs> what is going on right now for him. For him, the breaking point was the blessing with the guns. And the other thing, the other thing was, you know, he, he told me a story He told me a story that he's like, you know, all those years ago when I heard you were going to be in Paris at this workshop um, and you wanted to reconcile things. I decided on my way to the workshop, I was like, if she's in the church, if she's not in the church, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I want her. And that was huge. It was huge. And so we we. Took our blessing rings and we melted them down. And... Oh, sorry for those listening. Um The... When you go to the arranged marriage, you get a ring. It has a unification church seal on it. And it's solid gold. And so you... So we took our rings to a goldsmith and we asked him to melt them down and make new rings for us. And it was like this... Um, you know, alchemical, whatever experience, you just, or chemical experience, you know, we just took the gold and we melted it down and like just brought it back to its elemental state and, um, and, and made, made it new. So yeah, that in a nutshell is like, is the journey that we went through and, um, everything, Honestly, everything that we were a part of, that we were raised in, that we grew up in, is gone now. None of it's the same. You know, script's rewritten. They're using new candles, new salt, new water, and new earthen. It's pagan.
0: Okay, now we're back to the interview itself.
1: And so then it. it was like, okay, everything that we were a part of is gone now anyway. Yeah. They don't pray the same. They don't use the same technically it's not the same candles or salt or whatever else you're supposed to use yeah it's not the same wait they have they have new holy salt
0: they have new candles yes they do yeah new
1: candles new salt new water and new earth and i was like this is What the
0: fuck is the new earth
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know it's dirt (laughs) came in a box
0: (laughs) For
1: making new holy ground, I'm sure, which is oh, like a thing my. the church did in every city. They had a holy ground. Yeah, I they remember, I remember going to like, it was a big deal going whatever.
0: to the, uh, the holy ground. <laughs> okay, just to clarify for the uninitiated, Limi is referring to a few items that were used in various unification church rituals, holy salt being one of them. The idea was that somehow this salt would purify things so if you ever went to I don't know buy some groceries or something you had to come home say a little prayer and throw this holy salt on them but a bing but a boom all of a sudden no more evil spirits on your bread and milk and uh, they're allowed to be in your house you had to do that on everything that came into your house pretty much if you ever got a new house you had to holy salt the whole house so that's what holy salt is uh, holy water kind of a similar similar deal. Uh, the holy earth, Um, this was a new one for me I had not heard of this but uh, yes the Unification Church went out of their way to proclaim certain parts of pretty much every state in the US uh, as well as presumably places in other countries in the world um, so called holy grounds and the way that I understand it is that they would take some sort of so called holy earth probably started in Korea somewhere and then take it to, um, you know, wherever place they wanted to christen the holy the holy ground in X city. And I guess place some of that so-called holy earth there. That's what we're talking about. Back to the interview. Wait, they have new holy song? Mm, mm. I was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So like. So like the way like... that I
1: was praying in the tape, we don't, they don't pray that oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. You that's know? That's right. Yeah. They don't have god's day is not on january 1st anymore it's on the when, new lunar new year oh and
0: okay. everything's so didn't, you know didn't, didn't they do a thing where they tried to switch to like an eight-day week but also or something?
1: they changed everything sorry say that again
0: did they do a hmm? thing where they tried to switch to like an eight-day week instead of seven-day week like something based on the lunar yes, they yes they did
1: yes they did okay so i mean and i mean Maybe you can relate to this because being married to somebody who also grew up in this can make for very entertaining jokes. No, for sure. It's just like nobody knows when they're supposed to do a pledge. Now it's really eight days a week. We used to sing that stupid song all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we just, (laughs) yeah. And, um, and yeah, and we'll see, you know, and, and whenever anybody asks me personally from the church community and they're like, Mm. why aren't you coming anymore? Why aren't you in this? And I'm just, I can very clearly say I need my religious role models to be better people than I am. I need them to be better people than I am.
0: Seems fair. Yeah.
1: That's it. You know? So I don't think that like, personally, I haven't experienced a whole lot of backlash Um, and then my mom passed away she was really a lot of the glue between me and the church and and oh and I'll tell you this too when she before she passed one of the conversations she had with me was she's like my dying wish is that you join women's federation and oh man which is the women's group of the church and I went to this women's Federation Conference, and I'm sitting at a table with a woman who is, she's also second generation, me. And mm-hmm. um and she's asking me, oh, I haven't seen you before at any of these things, what are you mm-hmm. doing here? And I tell her the story, well, my mother said, <laughs> you know, my dying <laughs> wish is... Is that you join Women's Federation, and she, who is a super a social worker, she busts out laughing, and she goes, "That is some serious emotional manipulation." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. <Jesus. laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, that for me. Thank you for clarifying that for me. You <laughs> know so oh my god yeah it is yeah it is <laughs> yeah <clears> oh <throat> uh, you know I mean also like I think that that so not having somebody talk to me often and ask me about my spiritual life and ask me you know and expect me to carry on the torch for her um not having that in my life has been very helpful as well yeah yeah so I mean I, I miss her enormously my mom and and um yeah. but I don't miss that
0: but all the pressure is gone right
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah what else what else do you think I, I'm yeah I'm really curious so just for context like how how old are your kids now
1: yeah so 17 16 and 8
0: oh you got some old kids dude 17
1: I know 17. I'm almost done I'm almost done but also <laughs> then you know so watching my son like he was affected by a lot of this and like we're yeah. kind of walking through this together
0: yeah and um, i have to say i it really yeah. it really warmed my heart when you told me uh, when you told me the reaction that you had when your when your son you know came to you and and you know was just uh, Yeah. Like, like he came to you and, 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 and came to you with a genuine, like concern that any parent should, you know, like as a parent now, I would be thrilled to have a conversation with my son. If he came to me and said, Hey, I don't know if I should marry someone for this right reason or or that reason. Like, great. Like we're having a real conversation about something. And like you're connecting in a, in a real way. And it really, it really warmed my heart to hear about you connecting with your son in that way, because I never got to connect to my parents in that way. And I, and I would, I would hazard a guess that most all of us kids who grew up in this, in this scenario would, would never have felt comfortable articulating anything like that to, to, or to our parents of like, you know, I, I want to have some autonomy in terms of who I want to marry. um Like yeah, that was yeah. the biggest no, no in our, in our lives. And so for me, it just felt really good for you, for me to hear you talk, you know, just articulate that. I'm like, yeah, that's like, like it's not that fucking yeah. hard. <laughs> just to, I mean just yeah. <laughs> just to do that for your kid, you know. Communication
1: <laughs> skills are skills and you can learn them. And parenting yeah. skills are skills and you can learn them. And that's one of the most beautiful things about this parenting journey. Is yeah. that I get to look it up in a book (laughs) and you know (laughs) and check out like what is this person doing or that or I can take a class and I can figure it out and like and I can just say I'm sorry I don't know what's happening right now but we'll figure it out yeah (laughs) and have real conversations about it and um, I don't need to be an ultimate authority you know to feel connected to
0: yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah I think like you don't need to be an ultimate authority you just okay. need to be there to to listen to them and to support them um yeah and that's so there's so much more value in that than trying to pretend like you know everything or because you yeah. learned it from some self proclaimed messiah um
1: yeah oh my God. Who named me? By the way.
0: Oh yes, I want to have the name (laughs) conversation. Wait, wait, okay, let's talk because this is hilarious. Leave me my
1: full first name.
0: Okay, okay, (laughs) I got my name. So so talk to me. Let's let's think about that 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 August day in 1977 (laughs) when 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 Sun Young Moon woke up. and you were born and then, then what happened then yeah what happened?
1: <laughs> so i was born and my parents asking for a name because you know this is a great honor and, and and he puts it he puts it together and it's like okay so each burlescent group got chinese characters apparently to name their kids oh. with and and really? okay, me for beauty is one of them okay. for 1800 couples i okay. guess and um and so he takes the first two letters from a mom's name, Linda, okay. and puts it together with China's character for beauty, me, okay. and um, and Linda also means beauty, so it's like mm. beauty, beauty, yep. <laughs> no pressure. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I'm also named in the same week <laughs> as two other girls. <laughs> okay, not two, yeah, a couple days before, and like a week later, who are who are. Me and me. <laughs> so me, 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 me. me. <laughs> All in the same <laughs> 10 day period. <laughs> Why, He's like, I'm on a roll. <laughs> These are great names. <laughs> <laughs> so I <laughs> had this is awkward, like, like, it's special, but is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't
0: know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Ha, yeah. so i i've actually met both <laughs> so i i know me and i know i know her family um
1: yeah,
0: yeah. um yeah me as well um
1: Mm-mm. um
0: oh me, not
1: me. Me is, yeah
0: mm-hmm. oh me. okay i don't know me. Yeah. i don't know i know me well okay. like vaguely mm-hmm. like my sister was friends with me okay but we're not talking about me we're talking about yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. This is gonna be hilarious when it's edited out because it's just gonna be like
1: me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No one's gonna be able to yeah. tell apart.
1: No, for me, it was like such a long journey to just get used to my name. And every yeah. single time people are like, What's your name? Oh, that's not a nickname, that's your full first name, which is always part of the small talk conversation. Yeah. How and do you, I'm like, so yes, how do you... my full first name. Where did you get that? And I was like, here is a packaged lie that you can handle. And, you
0: know? and what is the package <laughs> lie? Because I, I got a package lie on my packaged side as well. Hi. So. Oh
1: my gosh. So, you know, my parent, it was the 70s. Parents are very creative people, and my dad is a linguist. All true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the lie is omission.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, also the lie that I tell about meeting my husband oh, the leader of a church thought we'd make such a cute couple.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong to say that. You're not, you know. I'm not. <laughs> he thought you were cute when he saw your photos yeah. and he he spent exactly th- three seconds we're looking at
1: oh my lord yeah <laughs> yeah and eventually i just stopped giving anybody any answers and i was like okay oh, my name is Lamy," and they're like oh. oh that's unusual and i say yes it is mm. and that's it's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they usually don't push further than that because they actually don't care this is just small talk
0: <laughs> yeah uh, you're, you're allowed to you're allowed to leave it there definitely definitely yeah.
1: it turns out you are and so all of this panic that i would have like they're going to ask me about this person who yeah. gave me this name it's not a yeah. real fear and i yeah. think there's a lot of fears that are not real and I mm. want to say that to other people who yeah. are thinking about <laughs> explaining themselves or leaving or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. It's 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 a lot more okay than people made you think it is.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: a lot more okay.
0: Yeah, I think you're, and a lot
1: of, and a lot of people can handle your story. Also,
0: yeah, yeah, and I guess yeah, like for me, it's kind of like I don't know. I feel it, like. We were conditioned to, to think like oh no one will ever understand you. no one will ever you know mm-hmm. they will you shouldn't trust them. they will yeah, uh, you know you can't you, you can't trust anyone to, to, to know what you've been through and it's like, well, fuck it. yeah, you can. like this this you mm-hmm. know Korean motherfucker get, like like created this created this fucking cult and like like now I'm like I, I'm very I'm, I'm open about it for a long time I wasn't but my life is a lot easier now that I'm open about it. Um mm. and and because you know what like guess what I can I, like those motherfuckers don't own my ability to tell the world what those motherfuckers did to me like that's I uh, I have the ability uh, I I can uh, say that on myself yeah. and and personally yeah. I, I feel like not saying it and that's kind of one of the reasons why 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 I made this podcast was like the more we don't talk about it the more those motherfuckers win um and, yes and yeah and, yeah um. And because that, that's listening
1: to your show, listening to you tell stories, the other people tell stories, it frees the two of you, it frees me, frees us mm, all. Yeah. It's really powerful.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it was. Cause like I was thinking, you know, you, you fuckers have had enough control over my life. Like fuck it. I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just gonna, you know, blow it up. Um because yeah. I got nothing to lose. Um, so just gonna do it and you know so far it's been pretty fucking good experience so i'm just gonna fucking keep doing it um yeah yeah keep doing it. but yeah no that's i I, I just I, I think that's a really good thing to like I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because like yeah these fuckers abused us and they're yeah the vestige of their control over us like like continues to manifest itself in us by by telling us that that we can't talk to people about it or, or we have to be ashamed of what we've been through um but fuck that those fuckers should be ashamed of what they did to us that's that's the bottom line so i'm going to talk yeah, about it yeah. and i'm glad you're talking about it because fuck them um, mm-hmm. not, not to put too fine a point on it <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what uh, I, I'm, I'm really interested, like, okay. So one question I like asking is like, what would you say to your former self? I don't know. It's hard for me to pick a certain place in time based mm. on, based on the story that you've told, but if you could, okay. Okay. Well, based on what we've heard now, like, like, you know, we we've heard the voice of you as a, as a five-year-old on that tape. Uh, mm. So If you could say something to that person, what would you say? Okay. So
1: I would say that when you get older, you are going to find throughout your life, you will hear over and over and over again through music, that there's love in this world and that you deserve it. And that every time you hear it, I want you to believe it. And when you hear Annie DeFranco singing as is, when I said I take it, I mean as is. You are perfect as is. I take you as is. And you are going to be singing Annie's you know, song about wishing for better parents, but another song is going to come along and it's going to be a million dreams and you are going to be filled with a million dreams. And I'll tell you what, you're going to be able to do all of it if you want it. And you also don't have to do any of it because you are great just as you are. You don't have to do anything because I love just exactly who you are. And that is what I would tell that five-year-old girl. And I would tell her every. And that is the work that I'm doing every single day.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's enough. I think that's really, I think that's really, yeah. I think it's really important. I think uh, really thank you for sharing that because I think it's gonna be meaningful to a lot of people. Um what about for your kids? How, what do you? Okay, actually, I'm actually really curious about this. So, yeah. Okay, so my son, who's now seven, doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't really know the whole story about how me and his mom got together. He doesn't know the whole story about how we split up, and like. Uh, he he doesn't know about the church and all this stuff. He's seven, right? He's. I feel like he's a bit too young. Um, he knows about yeah, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. He knows about this podcast. Mm-hmm and he knows it's about <laughs> like my he and me and his mom have talked to him about it and we've been we've been like it's about this really like mm. crazy really bad extreme religious group that we that we grew up in um and there was one time um just, this this maybe like just a couple months ago um i was actually talking to my brother on the phone just about the podcast and stuff um and we were we were like talking about some like something that happened in one episode i forget what it was but we were Mm-hmm. I, my son was or was sitting around me and I specifically didn't want to talk about like this something that that occurred in the podcast um okay yeah and then and then Fair. my son he just he just asked he goes he goes daddy what are you talking about like were were you were were you guys like were you like asked to kill someone when you were a kid and I was oh, like, wow. wow I was like holy what like, <laughs> Holy well, first first of all, no, but like, but like <laughs> thankfully, uh, but Jesus, like, I mean, I told him like we'd been you know through some dark shit, but I don't even know what's going through his head at 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 the age of seven as to like how dark that can go. <laughs> I didn't think it would go that dark, but it, apparently it's gone very dark in his head. Um, so yeah. as I'm saying this, I'm like, okay, I think I have some work to do to try and you know. <laughs> You like not put the idea <laughs> in his head but uh yeah for the record i've never murdered anyone nor has anyone that i know is, is called. ever asked you uh, um, <laughs> but it for me uh sorry it's a slight tangent but i digress uh i'm curious what you tell your kids about this about how you got together about how you were how you were brought up like all all that stuff because i'm gonna get there at some point with with my son he's too young he's too young for it now but i mentioned i i told him like when you're old enough you should listen if you want to you can listen to my whole podcast like it'll all be there um but uh, between now and then there's a whole lot of conversations to be had with him and i i I I kind of i really would love to hear how you how you approach that
1: um Okay, that's a big question. (laughs) Trying (laughs) to piece it apart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, um. So, so with my oldest child, because he really uh, got a lot about what he was experiencing. Then with him, it's it's also talking about what he was taught and sort of breaking that down, and um, and you know, so, um. And, and I just let them know, you know, that, that uh, like my, right. My parents didn't get along. That was a difficult childhood. Um, you guys don't have that in this house, you know, and, and trying to highlight some of those differences once in a while, not like, not in a way to manipulate them and be like, well, you don't have to deal with this, but really in 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 other conversations where I'm sharing about my past and what things were like with for me. Uh, for my for my daughter, she didn't catch a lot when she was in the church community. So um so with her, it's like the other day, so I was listening to this tape and it made me think of the Japanese curry. So I got some and I made it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like Japanese curry is, curry, is really, I was really like, damn oh, good. I'm so many yeah. I have so many memories with this curry and and she goes and I'm about to give her a bowl and I was like this reminds me of my childhood and she goes didn't you have a shitty childhood
0: <laughs> like,
1: what's the rule about swearing around me first of all <laughs> second of all didn't you have a shitty childhood i was like wow yeah but the curry's great Dinner, <laughs> you <know? I'm> like... <laughs> um, so she she knows like a lot of that stuff but every once in a while she she'll surprise me because um because the vocabulary is not there we live in austria so there's okay. some words that they're just not exposed to okay uh if we're not using them at home and one of them was Messiah, and we—I was telling her a story about my childhood home, and I was like, "I was like, what?" It's <laughs> like, "What well, you gotta understand is in the Perry household there were two Messiahs." And she goes, "What's a Messiah?" And then Whoa. she tries to figure it out. And she's like, "Is that like a samurai?"
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Best conversation of that's amazing. Week, first of all,
0: that's amazing. <laughs>
1: It's like with less murder. <laughs> oh, like, what do you say to that? So it's like different? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a crazy. Anyway.
0: Right <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god. My face was just in pure joy because I never expected an answer like that. I was like, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it kind of reminds me i mean i I was just gonna say it kind of reminds me of when my son was like uh this is maybe like i don't know a year ago he was like they're learning about religions in school and he just comes back he comes home one day he's like he's like yeah uh i'm a buddhist now uh and i was like i was like fucking sweet like good you want to be fuck yes you do that um uh but i just (laughs) thought of us like as kids like imagine coming home when we were kids and like oh, I'm just going yeah. to be Buddhist now, like yeah. no fucking way. There there was no room for any of that in right. our, in our childhood, but I was just so happy that he was like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm Buddhist now. and like, we, I'm fun <laughs> of him. Cause he's like, we're, you know, he, he talks about how Buddhist shouldn't eat meat. And then, but then he, he's like, he's like, daddy, can you have some chorizo for dinner? And I'm like, well, I'm sure you can, but like, I don't know if it's really Buddhist, but anyway, uh, but it just felt awesome. That- like,
1: I'm gonna pick the rules. I want
0: to yeah, follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you're six or seven years That's old. How I coasted
1: in the church for a long time. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So um, it, it's it's really it's really fascinating to navigate, but it's also mm. freeing because, yeah. like, as my kids or teens and they start to have relationships of their own yeah it's like i don't there's so many things that i don't have to have conversations about in terms of like their soul or whatever yeah you know, it's just uh, like open yeah and i love that mm. and um and i really feel like that that for for me personally part of my healing journey has been being a parent and, and getting yeah. to experience childhood over again in yeah. a way by playing with them and being with them and saying things that I would have liked to hear and yeah you know and I know that my parents came from really rough backgrounds and that they also thought they were doing that you know um yeah and just painfully misguided mm. so
0: yeah I know what you mean I for me I mean I have to say I, I think well, becoming a parent was for me. It really threw threw into relief everything that I went through as a kid, and that and that, for, that was one of the turning points where I was like, "What the fuck? That was a fucked up childhood." I kind of like before having a kid, mm-hmm. I could kind of like pull the wool over my own eyes and be like, "Well, it wasn't that bad." Like, but then yeah. when I, w- once you once you have to like take care of a kid and and you you make the decisions as to how you want to raise them, then you are like. Okay, this is very different from how I was raised. And I would, yeah. no way I would make any of those decisions yeah. ever in, 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 you know, for my own kid. That was really revelatory the for spending me. Spending
1: time with my first child and watching him learn to crawl, I was like, yeah. you are now spending more time with your parents than I had.
0: Yeah. I yeah, already, exactly. I'm already winning. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, exactly. Exactly. Winning
1: um, is not the right word, but you know.
0: Yeah. But I, I also, I, I agree. It is already going to be better. Yeah. It is also cathartic because it's like, it's like, whoa, you know, we can do it better. We can, yeah. like, we can, we can learn from those mistakes and be like, like, look at all the shit that we're not going to do for our kids. Yeah. And it's kind of, it is awesome. And, and I actually do, I feel like that all the time with, with my son, just when, when we're just like, you know, hanging out and like reading books or like, you know, playing games, just all, all this stuff that like just seems kind of normal for parents to do with their kids that like basically barely ever happened in my childhood. I'm like, yeah, well, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is, this is, this is I want to create this memory and spend this time with my son. Cause that's, that's what I want to do. And I just feel it for me. It's really, I guess I I take your point. Like it's actually in in a, in a way, like it is, it's helped me in my healing journey as well, to be able to be like, I'm going to redo this, but way better than than, than, mm-hmm. what I, than what I went through um, yeah and you can't do it unless you're a parent and I don't like I the last thing I want to do is like fall into this trope of like of like of like your life is incomplete if you don't have kids because I don't believe in that at all uh, and that's that's the whole that's the whole fucking you, you know s- s- stupid lie that we were told growing up but I guess the point I'm making is that yeah. it, it it does it does open you up to almost give you a the ability to like redo it's it's like it's like you, you, the game refreshes and you can you can kind of do it do it again in, in your way which is which is really nice um mm. so it's been spent it's, it's been nice to go through that
1: um mm. yeah yeah you can imagine
0: all right i think most well, the time we've done pretty well on time this this time around i feel like we've covered a shit ton of ground um mm-hmm. But it feels it feels like we're probably like reaching sort of a natural ending point here. Um yeah. what can is there anything you want to say or anything you want to plug? Or and I, I also have to say, so I, I'm gonna include links, but I, I I want to tell the audience, Limi did some amazing uh writing and recording on the topic of of leaving um, um that she shared with me, and I'll include in the show notes later. Thank you. Um mm-hmm this really amazing poem i pretty sure it was read by you I want to I want to say in that in that recording I don't know who else it was um for, from
1: the from I got out
0: yeah it's yes. called Be, Be God's Champion that was yeah. you reading it right um
1: yeah yeah and it was amazing yeah. it's
0: amazingly well written and, and amazingly well read um so I'm definitely going to include that but that really encapsulated a lot of I don't know it it really brought the feels for me and I think anyone who who, who reads it would would really feel a lot of power in that so I'm Thank plugging you. that and
1: I would be really curious if they were told that by their parents when they left like that whole thing so or whatever
0: go, yeah and champion yeah and actually just yeah so I'll like, I'll include the show notes but basically it's this, it's this poem that you've written Uh, And it's, it's about this thing of being God's champion and you trying to be God's champion Mm -hmm. throughout your childhood and throughout your life. And um, I I never heard that specifically, but that sentiment was, so, so yeah, I guess just to answer the question, I never heard that specifically, like those specific words, Mm -hmm. but I felt that Mm -hmm, sentiment mm -hmm. constantly throughout my, throughout Mm -hmm. my upbringing. And I suspect everyone else, well, most people felt that sentiment and, Probably a fraction of them actually heard those words, but I never, mm. I, I never, I never heard those words specifically, but I certainly felt it just in different, just in different words, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, I want to, anyway, I'm, I'm, I want to plug that for you, but I, but you also have the opportunity to plug anything else that you want to plug in case it's not apparent. We had consumed a reasonable amount of alcohol by this point in the interview. So Afterwards, Limi asked if I could insert a re-recorded sober version of her plug. So that's what you're about to hear. I don't think I'm going to need to inform you when we switch back to the regular interview. You'll know when we get there.
1: Thank you. This is where I really find my focus right now is taking the pain of the past and transforming it into art, into public art. And I am really like I would I'm sorry, I would really like to connect with people who are also interested in writing about their experiences with this in either poetry and prose. You can connect with me on Twitter at Limi Bauer. That's Limy L-I-M-I. And for I'm I'm an English teacher. I teach English as a foreign language. And uh for those who want to connect with me about writing and um, writing prompts, writing ideas, writing skills. You can do that on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Writing writingwithleamy. Thank you so much for this chance to share my story and to connect with you in this way.
0: Oh, you're on TikTok, man! You got like the you're you're very that's okay. That's, that's a whole other level for me. Yeah,
1: my kids uh, started me on that. <laughs> it turns out I love that. It's like what music and.
0: <laughs> I barely understand Instagram. <laughs> Only one
1: minute of content. <laughs> all right,
0: okay, TikTok. Maybe that's where it's at. Everyone, I'll went, stick there. You know, um, all right, um, leave me. This has been amazing. I'm I'm so glad we could have this conversation. Yeah. This has been this Thank has been awesome. So I think much. it's. I think it's yeah. going to be really awesome for the listeners. I really do. I think it's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop recording now, but we can keep the session open so we can just just okay. keep it on going. All right. So. All right. I'm gonna keep this one short. I think anyone who's listening to this might have heard something from Leamy. That they needed to hear, but didn't know they needed to hear. That sentiment of, you are enough. And you're allowed to dream, and you're allowed to go after those dreams. Your dreams. To go after your dreams. Not the dreams of your parents, but your dreams. That's not something... I was ever told, and I would hazard a guess that if you're listening to this, there's probably a very good chance that you were never told that either. So I want to say thank you to Limi for articulating something that I know I needed to hear, and something that I think, if I read the room correctly, this audience is going to find impactful and meaningful. Thank you again to Limi and to everyone else who helped with this. You know who you are. Next time on Falling Out, I've got a more lighthearted affair with a very special guest. Peace, y'all. See you then.